As Kylie Jenner once said, rise and shine. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is beautiful, bright, early, sunny day here. We are switching things up mm. and recording before work for both of us. <laughs> this is how busy we are, and we're still <laughs> trying to keep the pod going. We are recording in the morning because we are desperate. We have no other options. I know. And life is so stressful right now and so busy. And uh, yeah, so. I don't know about you, but I honestly, now that I've been awake for mm-hmm. like an hour and a half, almost oh. two hours, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm feeling better, but getting out of bed this morning was difficult. It was really difficult. I don't, I didn't get out of bed an hour and a half ago. I got out of bed 40 minutes ago, but I still felt like it was really hard and I still feel wide awake. Why do you get up so early? Okay, yeah, I don't work until 9, but I wake up at 6, and I definitely don't need, like, That's three how long hours. is that, 3 hours to get ready? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm someone that I can, like, do my hair, my makeup, get changed, have breakfast. Like, I can be out the door in 35, 40 minutes if I need to be. Like, not a concern. But what I've yeah. realized is that because it's, like, twofold. So, like, I, when I start work at 9, and all I've done, and it's, like, 9 o'clock, and all I've done is get myself to work, I just feel like... I haven't accomplished anything and that stresses me out. And then I'm like, I'm stuck at work until 4.30. I haven't Mm -hmm. done anything yet. And also, (laughs) my ideal morning is like a slow morning. Mm -hmm. Like I make myself food. I unload the dishwasher. I clean up. I make my bed. Just kidding. Like we both know I actually don't (laughs) make my bed. (laughs) But but I like to, even if it's just like watching a Netflix show while I do my makeup in the morning so that when I go to work, I'm not like exhausted. Like I feel awake already. Like you let yourself wake up. Yeah. Yeah, and I need to, like, have my celery juice because I feel better when I do that in the morning, but that takes time, mm-hmm. and so it's, like, I just like to have the time to get everything done because, like, if I have to rush out the door, I feel like that kind of already puts me in a negative space for my day. Like, I'm already That's panicked so at true. 9 in the morning. Yeah. That's so true. You feel exhausted, and even when you're done at 5 o'clock and it doesn't seem so late, like, after working 9 to 5, you're so tired. It's dinner time, and then you go to bed, like... Honestly, you can't really accomplish anything after a work day. So, like, if you can get up earlier and do stuff, you're going to feel better. Yeah, and, like, it's not even just, like, accomplishing things, but just, like, having that time for yourself in the day where you're not accountable to your job or you're not worried Mm -hmm. about doing a bunch of things. I feel like that's really good. Like, for you, you can just, like, roll out of bed because you work from home. Yeah, which is really nice. I really like working from home, especially as someone who's not a morning person. Like, I... For when I first started working from home, I would wake up at 7.45, brush my teeth, brush my hair, and sit at my desk for 8, and then yeah. work 8 to 4. But now I've started to get up like at 7, and I have like a whole morning routine. Because I'm not a morning person, it takes me so long to wake up and get right. myself started. So I actually have like been super influenced by this week's guest and I've like prepared myself a whole morning routine that I don't break every morning. I don't look at my phone until that's done. Oh my gosh. And I do so it. So that's why you don't I text me work. back. Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm doing my morning routine. Like I'm very strict with it and I honestly see yeah. such a difference because I sit at my desk and I'm like ready for all those emails I'm about to read instead of being like, oh my God, my eyes are just opening. Okay, well, real quick, because we have learned about morning routines from this week's guest, but what is your morning routine? Um, I wake up and I do, like, my seven-step skincare. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My skincare is, like, wash my face in a cloth (laughs) and, like, use, like, one cleanser. Okay, amazing. No, I use a cleanser, a toner, a serum, um, an eye cream, and then during at night, I use just, like, a moisturizer, and in the morning, I use, like, a moisturizer sunscreen. Oh my god! Yeah, and but it's just nice to kind of like wake yourself up with like the cool, and then like I use the ice roller just to kind oh, of that cold yeah. wakes yourself up. So I do that, and mm-hmm. then I do like a fifteen twenty minute yoga stretch every morning, mm-hmm. and I make myself a hot lemon and ginger, and then I drink it, Ooh. and I read my daily Economist reading. <laughs> Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh, amazing. So you read. Oh my gosh. No, that's oh. actually, wow, your morning routine is good. Mine is definitely sporadic and changes every single day. And I'm like, I watch Love Island while I do my makeup, and that's my morning routine, like self care. I love like, Are you starting to just talk like them? Are you like, oh, oh my, my gosh, I was talking. No, no, no. I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, honestly, I'm just sick of feeling mugged off. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I am Love Island. I don't know. He doesn't have really good chat. Like, I don't know, but there's no banter. I don't really There's know no this. banter. Yeah. Like, the banter's not there. <laughs> so anyways, besides that, today we're talking about morning routines. We're talking about fitness. We're talking about being the best version of yourself. And today, Cassandra, who is our guest on the pod? 
Our guest is fitness coach, influencer, friend, Benit Kun from Kamloops, now from Vancouver. Benit studied medical radiography at BCIT, and she also took a personal training course and nutrition coaching course at NASM and started her own online coaching business, Body by B. She also has transitioned from being just fitness to now being nutrition and wellness coach. Her Instagram, she's kind of done a rebranding, is now Life by Benite, so it has all wellness, nutrition, mm-hmm. sleeping tips, morning routine tips, just beyond fitness. She's everything wellness. She used COVID as an opportunity to create a side hustle for herself and be an entrepreneur and start her own business, but she still works full-time. We're so excited. This is her first podcast ever. We were so honored. You wouldn't know it, though. She was incredible. You would not know it. So shall we welcome Vineet into the studio? Let's Let's go. Let's get it going. The bosses will see you now. Hey, ma'am. Welcome to the (laughs) chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the podcast. Inviting me, honestly, it's so full circle that I am, this is my first podcast, obviously, but it's full circle that it's your guys's. Like, I'm so excited. I wanted to get some like insight onto how your background in health kind of like influenced you to pursue fitness or if that was one before the other, they kind of are related. So, I mean... I started my, I guess, fitness journey, you could say, when I was 15 years old. Um, I grew up watching my parents go to the gym. I watched my dad do strength competitions. Um, They called them strongman competitions. I don't know if that's like a a thing that people remember, but I grew up watching him do that. And I grew up watching my mom be really interested in the gym as well. And then when I was 15, I just, I didn't play any sports growing up. Um, I wasn't really active or interested in being active, but I don't know, after watching my parents be so physically fit and physically active, I thought that I would inquire to get some training from them. So I had my own personal trainers, my parents, and they taught me everything they knew about the world of bodybuilding. Cause that's in particular what they did and what they practiced. Um, so that's what kind of got me interested and started. And then from there, I kind of, um, took off on my own. Like I got super into it. I would work out like five, six days a week. Um, I started training my sister, which we still laugh about because my sister is older than I am. Um, and I just remember her like struggling with her weight in university. And I was in high school and I was like, okay, like I'm going to train you. Like this is what you're going to do at the gym. Like I was just like, I was just so into training her and it kind of translated into me training my friends and getting them really into fitness as well. And then what kind of got me into, I guess, personal training was when COVID first started, even though my job wasn't affected because I am a frontline worker, mm-hmm. I, my social life was affected. So I had, mm-hmm. you know, my two days off a week. And for me, it was boring. Like I had yeah. nothing to do. I had nobody to see. I couldn't go to the gyms cause they were closed. So I was like, you know what? I want to start posting my home workouts yeah. and helping people that are stuck at home that want to get moving. So how do you, so you started with like all the knowledge mainly on like bodybuilding and that kind of thing. So then how have you continued to learn about all the other aspects of like training? Like, is it really different? Like training if you were to train me or something, if I was like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder, like, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, what's the difference? And like, where did, how did you continue to gain your knowledge? So I did go to, um, they call it NASM. It's just an online personal training school. And I took like the eight week personal training course and you just learn kind of about different styles of training and all of that. But for me, myself, since I have been training for so long, I feel like you do go through phases where you like different styles of training. So in my, I don't know, now nine years of training, I have done CrossFit. I've done like hit style classes, like F45. I've been really into yoga, really into Pilates. So I guess just like being into them myself, um, that's how I kind of got into training people who don't necessarily want to be bodybuilders, maybe just want to work out for health, maybe just want to work out. Um, they want to do hit style workouts or functional training. I feel like I'm very, I'm very... 
I don't know. And my knowledge is very expansive and everything mm-hmm. because I've been through it all. I've done it all. Mm-hmm. You, you're an x-ray tech, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. What's the school for that? I went to BCIT for two years and I think the program is called medical radiography. So it's a 24 month program. Um, and yeah, that's how I got into it. I got into it straight out of high school, which is kind of insane to mm-hmm. think about because then I just did my 24 months graduated and then got a career at 20. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and to be completely uh, honest, I don't think that people should be allowed to have a career when they're 20 or like, just yeah, you're like, want to I'm done. <laughs> no, seriously, like still to this day at work, I'm the youngest person I work with. And I've um, been graduated for three years, right? Like all of our students oh, that come wow. through are older than I am. And so like, who gave me that power to decide my career? I have no idea. Like everyone that is listening is like resenting you right now. They're like, I literally still don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Well, hatred. (laughs) No, So like, that's where a lot of it came from. I think a lot of my like spark to um, Mm -hmm. pursue online personal training, because Mm -hmm. I think when you're in your twenties, you get bored a little bit easily or a little bit easier than when you're older. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of bored like working my nine to five at the hospital like I work with people that are older than I am and more settled than I am and I just don't feel the same and I want to like have that hustle and that busyness Mm -hmm. and that I don't know like just experience new things has your job and your training for your job helped you at all in what you've done like I don't know a lot about what Mm -hmm. you learn in being an x-ray tech but I'm assuming it's something science related that's my assumption no No, you're totally right so yeah like in school we got to learn about like all the muscles and their attachments Mm -hmm. and their insertions and Mm -hmm. all of the bones and like you have these little like bumps on your bones that hold your muscles in so we learned about all of that in x-ray school which was super it was super cool to translate that into not only my own training at the time but now my training for my clients because I feel like I do have a very extensive knowledge in anatomy. Oh, that's so interesting. So how did you go from kind of taking lessons in your own personal fitness journey to have a business? Like what steps did you take to get there? I guess I've trained like my friends and my family for a long time, but it was kind of random. Like one day I woke up, I was like, I am bored. Um, COVID (laughs) has taken (laughs) everything. (laughs) I was like, COVID has taken over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to make an impact. So I looked up like how to become personal trainer, nutrition course, Canada, all of that kind of stuff found NASM, which is the, um, platform I did it through. It's an organization I did it through and then started doing my courses for that. And then I just kind of looked up because we have the internet Instagram at our hands. Um, like other nutrition coaches and personal trainers. And I saw that they all had, you know, websites and this Instagram that, you know, they would Mm -hmm. give people free, like little tips and Mm -hmm. free training programs, or like they would post videos of their workouts and that's how they attracted their clients. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. like I can do this. Um, pretty simple. Like I was so cocky about it. I was like, yeah, pretty simple. I'll just like make a website. Um, no, the website took me eight weeks to build and it's still, I think like so um but I'm gonna check it out websites are hard Cassandra did ours and she did great but I don't even I don't even know how she was like add a photo and I was like how do I add a photo I don't even know how to get to the website yeah no no so tough yeah so I was like okay like I need to make my website and make my Instagram page (laughs) and I'm the type of person like I'm not I don't have the time and I know like my limits. I don't Mm -hmm. have the time to have two Instagram. So one for like my family and friends and all of that. And then one for my business. I was like, so I'm just going to turn my personal one into my business one. Yeah, I saw that. And whoever wants to leave the exits right there. But it's kind of nice because like you still kept all you, you started with a good follower base and then you like added to it. And of course some people are going to leave. You don't think people have left when all we post now is like our podcast, like, hello. (laughs) I mean, so that's the thing. Like you don't want people to follow you who don't support what you do. And like, that's completely fine with me. I actually have no hard feelings. I don't know who's unfollowing me or whatever, but like, I'm Mm -hmm. okay with it. Um, I simply have no time to run two accounts. Like it's just, it's just one. It's just me. (laughs) Right. You are your business. You are your brand. No, exactly. So true. So when you were first getting clients, was it mostly people you already knew, like friends and family? That's a great question. So my first three clients were all people I knew and they did it for 
like I did it for free because I just wanted to gain like the testimonials and just like, I don't know, just prove to myself that I really could do it in a professional way. So I had Mm -hmm. these like very methodical, like we would do weekly check-ins and I would give them new workouts every few weeks and a new meal plan every week. And I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. So my first three clients were people I knew, but past that, I mean, I would say pretty much all of my clients have been strangers. That's awesome. We love strangers. Just strangers validate you. Like welcome. We welcome strangers. Yeah, no, totally. And these people, it's so amazing because sometimes it's easy, I think, to post on Instagram and be like, am I literally talking to nobody? Like, is there oh, anybody God, out yeah. there? Every day. Hello? Literally <laughs> every day. Hello. Like, can someone just please interact with us? That was why we end all of our episodes, like literally begging on hands. And like, hello, subscribe, download. Is, is anyone there? Like, is this mic on? Like, hello? Yes. No, it's so true. So I would be like, hello, is anybody there? Then people would apply to my program. And mm. I would be, I would always ask them like, why did you apply? And they would all be like, Oh, because of your Instagram or, Oh, because I liked your Instagram or, Oh, because I like the way you talk on stories. And I was like, people watch those. Like, Oh my God. I I get ideas for the Bosch projects, Instagram from your Instagram. Yes. I mean, that's like one, another thing. Like I've always been really interested in Instagram and the whole aesthetic about posting. I remember like having a, like, like my personal account in high school and being so like, pictures match and like oh my god you're Cassandra you're literally (laughs) I try I'm not nearly as good at it no I feel like you are amazing at it I actually was listening to your guys' (laughs) most recent podcast today when you guys were talking about um like girl boss and like Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then I went and checked out your website and I was like oh my god did they hire somebody to Cassandra we hired her we didn't pay her anything but we hired (laughs) So have most of all of your clients or most of them been women or have any of them been men? So that's actually very interesting that you say that. So I actually, this summer started training a couple and that was the first time I trained a man. Um, And I remember initially it was the guy who um, put in an inquiry form for me. And I was just like freaking out. I was like, oh my God god a guy applied to my program because he didn't say like oh me and my girlfriend he just said like I would like to apply for this program and I was like oh no you're like but wait to confirm are you a male because I don't know I'm scared (laughs) no seriously I was like who what what do I do I was freaking out and Mm -hmm. then I hopped on a zoom call like I do before I start like training with all of my clients just so that we can get to know each other because they've never, they don't even know if I'm like a real person. I don't know if they're a real person. I like to do a zoom call. Yeah. So then I hopped on a zoom call with him and he was with his girlfriend. He's like, yeah, it's for us both. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, okay. You still have to train him. Like you still have to train the man. Yeah, I did. I did. And I actually surprised myself because I mean, I, I did it. I, and I think I did it well. Like he was happy with his results, but I don't even know why I made such a big deal out of it because like my boyfriend, I train him all the time. And like, it's so yeah. funny because you like, I think traditionally when couples go to the gym together, it's like the guy training the girl. But for me, it's like totally. completely the way around. He's like That's the, amazing. at the gym I and I'm like, that. dude, you got to do this properly. Come on. <laughs> I love that. Can you walk us through like kind of the steps when you're like, like what you offer the So at the minute I'm offering 12 week programs. So that's three months with me. And then you have the option from there to like continue on for as long as you want to, um, or stop at the 12 weeks. If you've seen the results that you want to see and you're good to go on your own. Um, so usually what happens is somebody fills out a client inquiry form that's attached to my Instagram or attached to my website. And then I set up a zoom call with them and just, we get to know each other. I get to know their goals because I always like to make sure before I onboard a client that I can actually help them Mm -hmm. because to be honest, like I can't help people that want to be like your bikini or like, I don't know. I just, I can't help everybody. So I want Mm -hmm. to know if we're a good fit. And then if I decide we're a good fit, then from there, I kind of get, I don't know, just like all the information that I need for them, like your height, your weight, your age, your job, like um, because whether your job's active or not has a big like impact mm-hmm. on, you know, whether you should be doing cardio or not, or whether you should be, you know, making sure that you get 
three walks a week or not. Like it does mm-hmm. make a huge difference what no. you do. So I kind of get to know that I get to know a little bit about their diet. So I get them to do kind of like a full day of eating, um, just how they normally would. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I kind of just, I customize their program to how they would like to work out for the nutrition. I just do based on their dietary preferences or restrictions, if they have any, and then I just make sure that they're getting enough protein, carb, fat, especially for women. Like I would say 90% of my female clients come to me under eating and I'm just like, to stop, this has to stop. <laughs> right. Like to try and reach their fitness goals or just cause they like, just don't know. And they think that they're eating a normal amount. I think just because they don't know. And yeah. I feel like as women we're conditioned to um, eat as little as possible. I was gonna ask like, I would assume most people when looking for a fitness coach are looking to physically alter themselves. They don't like how they look. So how do you kind of conquer that desire to like alter yourself and how do you get your clients to kind of do the same? And it's more about health versus physical change. So like, you're totally right. I would say that a hundred percent of people come to me because they want to change themselves physically. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just, uh, that's like a societal thing. Like we just, the only reason why we want to change usually is for aesthetics, especially people around our age. Um, But what I like to kind of get into with my clients right off the bat is that I don't want anything to be about aesthetics. I want it to be about the other changes that you see when you work out, like you have more energy, you have better Mm -hmm. sleeps, you have better digestion, less bloating, all of that stuff. And then I like to just remind them that aesthetics come with that. So if you're not focusing on the aesthetics, but you're getting good nutrition, you're hydrating, you're getting in your steps, you're working out, the aesthetics come without you hyper-focusing on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, as you say bloating though, do you have any like tips and tricks? Yeah. Like, literally blow after every single meal or like a glass of water? <laughs> like what is that about? Oh my gosh, so many people I think are like chronic bloaters. I think a lot of it has to do with stress. Um, mm, that makes like, sense. You're so chronically stressed. <laughs> I mean, a big one for me that's helped with bloating. I start every single morning with a liter of warm water that I helps kind that. of like lubricate your digestive system. That's such a gross word to use. Like, oh my God, is that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like a liter of water, yeah, to lubricate your oh, yeah. um, digestive system. <laughs> and then um, a big thing, especially for people around our age, is um, eating with intention. So chew your food. Like, and I'm talking, don't chew your food five times and swallow it. Like chew your food 20 to 30 times before swallowing it. It's kind of gross at first. Once you get used to it, it's fine. Um, slow down. Like we're all guilty of being at our desk at work and like scarfing down our food. as Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, we need to stop doing that. That'll help your bloating a thousand percent. And then another one is eating without distractions. So like if you're eating with the blue light on your phone or the blue light on your computer, you're stressing your body out. And of course your body's not in a place at that point where it wants to digest. So you're going to bloat. Oh my gosh. So when I have a question, when you would drink water, maybe not when you're working out, but just like normal water, do you drink like warm water instead of cold water? I do. Um, personally, <laughs> me too. No, no, no. I, my whole life, I drink like either hot water or like warm water. Like I call it yin and yang, like half hot, half cold. So it's like a bit warmer than lukewarm <laughs> and everyone makes fun of me, but I, I just like, they're like, why are you drinking warm water? I'm like, cause it helps my digestion so much and just like cleans me out. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh, Whoever Got on the podcast on the record, on the record. Yes, whoever you are that's making fun of Kennedy out there, mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. it right now. This girl is onto something. All mm-hmm. of the water I drink is room temperature warmer yes. because same. I find the exact same thing. Cold mm-hmm. water like shocks my body mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. point where my stomach will like visibly after two gulps of cold water change. It's insane. Amazing. I love being proven right. Oh my gosh. I'm loving these tips. Oh my gosh. I think we also want to talk about how you kind of went from being like mainly focused on like fitness and body, but now you also go into like nutrition and wellness and you post Mm -hmm. like recipes and vegan and gluten-free. And I love that. It's so popular Mm -hmm. right now. You sometimes post things that are like quite scientific and like detailed. And Mm -hmm. you had this one post and I was like, Cassandra, we have to talk to her about it. I'm so interested about it. You did like a post about, this was a while back, but about like 
um, working out and eating differently during like a woman's cycle, like based on hormones. Mm -hmm. Can you like even just one topic about that? Like talk about it because I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, of course. So like, let me tell you right now, I Mm. spend way too much time reading. Like I only went to university for two years, right? Like, like I said, Mm -hmm. but I never stopped learning. Like I love to learn. I love to read scientific papers, all of that fun stuff. Like give it to me, like give give it it to me right now. She wants Um, it. (laughs) I learned a little bit about female hormones and just how to work out for them and all of that stuff. When Mm -hmm. I started struggling myself with some hormonal imbalances, So basically, um, the post you're talking about is how to work out differently for your period. So to like summarize it super simple at the beginning of your cycle. So the first 14 days, Mm -hmm. that is when your hormones optimize you to be strong, to have endurance. So that's the, that's the time that you want to be like getting super strong, like Mm -hmm. lifting heavier weights. You Mm want to be doing your HIIT workouts, all of that stuff. And then on your ovulation day, which is for a woman who has a normal cycle, your day 14, you are at your absolute strongest. So like, that's the day I go into the gym and I'm like, everybody step aside. I'm I'm so fertile right now. Like I'm going to lift some weights. Like, Like, absolutely. I'm about to crush this workout. Um, And then after that, our hormones kind of start to teeter a little bit and our body is best suited for lower impact workouts like Mm -hmm. Pilates, like yoga, like walking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on your menstrual cycle. So for your five to seven days of your menstrual cycle, that's when you like absolutely need to be just doing the lightest impact exercise Mm -hmm. like ever. Um, And if not, it's actually funny because I mean, you can listen to this advice or you don't have to like some of my clients just like work through their menstrual cycle and that's completely fine, but just be weary that your body, when you do that, you're putting it under like an immense amount of stress because Mm -hmm. you're ready on your like menstrual cycle. And then you're doing these like intensive hit workouts and then your body actually optimizes for fat storage because you're like, you're scared. Oh my gosh. So like why work out? Like take the week off. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, that's the week you want to be like at the yin yoga. Like you just want to chill out. Like I'm not going to the gym. I'm out of here. Like use it. Use it. Well, yeah, honestly, no, that that, Mm -hmm. like fascinated me because I've never thought about that. And I've never thought about how hormones would impact like what, how you work out and stuff. Also the celery juice trend. Does that help with your liver and your skin health? Or no, I mean I've I've never tried it. I um, love it, I do it all the time. Oh, <laughs> you love it? is that what you said? Well, I I go through like I'll literally drink celery juice every day for like a week, and then I'll like take a break off and then do it. But it's supposed oh. to be it's supposed to be really good for and I don't know I could be totally wrong and just like reading things on the internet, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be really good for your liver health, your gut health, skin, and just like keeping you kind of like flushed out and regular. So like drink it the first mm-hmm. thing you in the morning with like a glass of hot water kind of yes. thing. I've never done the celery juice myself, mm-hmm. but do you guys know who Whitney Simmons is? Not that she needs our plug. Like she's literally yeah, so shout out. <laughs> Let me just say it and get us a few hits. Um, yeah, I'm going to look her up right now because I recognize the name, but I don't. Um, she has autoimmune disease, so she struggles with psoriasis. Okay. And she did like a YouTube series where she would have celery juice every morning. And she said that it helped with her psoriasis and autoimmunity is it starts in your gut. Right. So, I mean, I don't doubt that it helps, but I haven't done the research personally on it. So I feel like I can't recommend it. No. Yeah, totally. And if people are interested in like learning about it though, the, the person who does talk about the celery juice and kind of wrote a book on it, it's Mm -hmm. his name. I don't know what his name is, but his Instagram is the medical medium and he, yeah, he has like 3 million followers. So it's not just because Kylie Jenner did it one time. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Do they? I feel like they do just do things one time, and they start doing huge trends. And I'm like, okay, but they didn't oh. be consistent with it. Like, yeah, I think I, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Does he make TikToks now too? I'm not. Yeah, he does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. Shout I thought about he- caffeine and I was like, oh, I need to stop drinking two cups of coffee a day. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. Because because caffeine just like drains your adrenals, right? Or like yeah, really? Yeah. So I. 
yeah, I used to be someone well, who drank like four cups of coffee a day. And that I know she's like her face right now. You can't see it. She's like, <laughs> so, but I was so, and they'd be like espresso shots. Like it was like, Oh yeah, I know. But like, yeah. honestly, now that I have my job that I'm in right now at the law firm, mm-hmm. the coffee's not good. So I only drink one cup of coffee before <laughs> I go to work. And that's it. So I have like a cup a day and I'm like so much better, but I used to be like massive headaches if I didn't have a second cup by mm-hmm. noon and then like a four o'clock coffee. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Yeah. I do think like, like I said, everything in moderation, um, mm-hmm. definitely at four cups a day. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> what are we doing over here? But like, I, I don't think that there's a harm in doing like, yeah, one or two cups a day. And then of course, mm-hmm. it's like, I always recommend that if you've had caffeine for a long time, that you do like little detoxes from it. So I mm-hmm. like at least once a year, we'll do a month without caffeine. It's the <laughs> hardest month of my entire life. I want yeah. to cry, but good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Do it for Lent. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so <laughs> and what's your, what's your take on alcohol then with like your clients? Yeah. Like, do you have that conversation with them? I mean, I do. Um, so we do talk about alcohol a lot because alcohol is a huge part of a lot of people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean, pretty much alcohol has no nutritional value. It, what? I mean, tequila I, cleans out your system, Vinny. It's definitely <laughs> antibacterial. Are you kidding I'm me? Right. That's what I tell myself all the time. <laughs> I mean, replace celery juice with tequila. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, people say like, you know, red wine has some antioxidants. I don't doubt that. Um, but like what I tell my clients is that alcohol has no nutritional value. I don't mm-hmm. really add alcohol into their program. So I don't like count it for their like carbs or fats for a week. Like I don't do that. If they want alcohol in moderation, they're more than welcome to have like, a drink here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, alcohol is the depressant. It makes people sad um, when they have lots of it. It makes it starves your body of dopamine after you yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to have it to socialize, to hang out every now and then, of course you can, but to be dependent on it, to have it every day, I do not recommend that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Do you drink? Can I ask you that? Or do you, are you? Oh yeah, of course you can ask me that. Um, I would say I probably drink twice a year, if that, maybe three times. Oh, wow. A year. wow. Really? And were you yeah. always like that? Or was it something once you got into fitness that yeah. <laughs> I would say, so this is the thing. This is the real, this is the thing. Yeah. When I get famous, <laughs> use this against me. Okay. A hundred percent. Picture a 13 year old Benit. Picture like an innocent Kamloops 13 year old Benit, okay. but who goes to sleepovers every weekend and gets drunk. Like oh. in- at 13. Oh my God. 13. I'm not joking. Don't do it. Don't do it. Kids. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I would do that between like, yeah, ages 13 to 18. And then I got to Mm -hmm. a point where I was 18. I moved out to Vancouver. Um, The city was new. It was bumping. I was alive and well, but I had to get my life together because I was in a super intense program. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, honestly, when I drink alcohol, I am useless the next three days afterwards. Sad. And like you are ready when you move out and away for college or university, yeah. you get kind of like sad anyways. And so I just saw like almost no place for it in my life. And I yeah. no joy anymore. Like it used to when I was like very carefree and very like my little high school me, like thinking about yeah. the world. Um, so I saw no place for it, honestly. So I just kind of stopped. I kind of teetered off. Like it wasn't intentional. Um, and up until recently, I never really thought about it a lot. And then when I took my personal training course and I started training people, I was like, wow, I think compared to the average person, I don't drink a lot. Well, yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) So you're like really good at setting boundaries for yourself and being disciplined. Like how do you're like, I realized this thing about myself. So I'm just going to let go of it. Like that's a hard thing to do with everything. And you, you just seem to be very good at boundaries. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a boundary setter for sure. Like even sometimes on Instagram, I'll come out and be like, I'm done with you guys for the day. And people will be like, good for you. How did you do that? (laughs) And I don't know. Like, I think it's just a personality thing. Like I'm just very Mm -hmm. good at being like, here's my line. And like, I will not cross it. I'm very, I guess you could say it's stubborn a little bit. Um, (laughs) That's good. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. I was going to say, is it hard to coach people that aren't as disciplined, like, and don't have that, like, self-motivation? 
Yes and no. Sometimes, or especially when I first started, I was always like, hmm, why is it so hard for people? Like I said to just work out yeah. for a week. Like, why aren't you just doing it? Yeah. Um, but then I think like with experience, just like interacting with people, coaching them, mm-hmm. like being professional with them, you know, I realize that people definitely have different life circumstances. They have different upbringings. Um, like things are just different for different people. So what I expect in myself can't be what I expect out of other people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's so hard. No, it is. It's so hard. That's like a relationship tip too. Like just because yeah. you expect somebody to be a certain way doesn't mean they have to be that way at all. Everybody is so individual. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just learned how to, or I guess I had to learn how to motivate my clients or teach them about how to be a little bit more disciplined. So for me, a huge thing that keeps me very disciplined and aligned is to always come back. I say to my why. So the reason why I'm doing things or why things are important to me, that's a huge thing for me to come back to. And it always like puts me back in my place. If I feel like I'm teetering off, like if I'm not working out for that week, I'm like, okay, like, why am I not doing this? Like, why is working out important to me? So I'll write down like working out's important to me because I sleep better because I feel happier. And then that'll kind of bring me back to, doing it again. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I also see like on your, when you say like writing down why you do a lot of journaling Mm -hmm. and intention setting, Mm -hmm. be honest with me right now. Does Mm -hmm. that, I see it all over the internet. Like, does that really help? No, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So I will give you the inside scoop. Once again, like I'm dropping all the tea here. She's, you guys. Like, like, you, guys, you don't even need to sign up. I'm just kidding. So the thing is, is that it is absolutely life-changing to do journaling, to do intention setting, to have a, a like solid morning routine, like how you see on my Instagram and many others, mm-hmm. like to have that gratitude moment, to have that breath work, to put your phone away. But it is a lot messier than it looks on the internet. So like there are some mornings where I wake up and I am like, if I have to drink this liter of water and not look at my phone, I'm going to scream. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, but then, then again, we have to just come back to that why and be like very centered and grounded. Um, and just, yeah, like say, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because it makes my mornings better. It ends up making the rest of my day better. I feel healthier. I feel more energized throughout the day. If I do this, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of helps me do that. It's also sometimes it just has to be like, you skip your morning routine that day. So yeah. like you skip it sometimes you don't always do oh, it for sure. Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. So like, I would say like on average, I would do it like, I don't know, six times a week like there's always one you brought up something so interesting and I think it can I had a question about this like how do you take care of your body when your mental health is low like sometimes there's factors that impact our mental health that we just can't control so how do we best take care of our minds and our bodies during those moments that's a great question so like a huge thing for me physical activity wise is to always get some sort of light, low impact movement, no matter Mm. how I'm feeling. So usually when I'm feeling pretty bad mentally, I love to go for walks. I love to be Mm. in nature. Um, like, you know, forest bathing, like how Japanese people, yeah. like when you're in the forest, like it makes oh, you happier. Oh. It's true. So if you spend like 15 minutes looking at like natural green colors in the forest, it like, improves your serotonin like right Mm. there so like I love to get into nature and go for walks if Mm. I don't feel like going to the gym and putting my headphones in and putting my cutesy little outfit on if I'm just like I'm sad today or like I'm feeling a little kind of like in a rut today I don't want to do this then I'll go for a walk or I'll do some yoga or stretching um yeah I would do that for sure. I think that's that's nice to hear though too because sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, it is hard to be like I'm going to do a full workout and I'm going to go and do this but you still want to do something and get that physical activity. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear that like a walk is sufficient sometimes. Yeah. It totally is. Do you also do like a nighttime routine for people like or give mm-hmm. one to your clients for like sleeping better? Like what's your Totally. So I give them like an outline. Again, like like I said everyone's circumstances are so different. <laughs> And I do find that, you know, a a morning and a nighttime routine should be something that you can make five minutes, you can make 15 minutes, you can make an 
hour, two hours, like you can shorten them and spend them for as long as you want. And so for a nighttime routine, I kind of, my rule of thumb, and this could be like for the listeners to take away. And so you take the time that you want to wake up and then you subtract nine hours. And then, so when you like get to that nine hours, so let's say you want to wake up at six. So at nine o'clock, you put your phone away, you set your alarm, you put it on charge, you put it away for the night then you start stretching. Like you could still watch TV, like watch TV, do a little bit of like a stretch or a foam roll, like just kind of move your body slowly. And then I like to do a little journal or you can read or you can meditate. So I usually do that for like 10 to 20 minutes if I want to. Then I do my skincare and I brush my teeth and then I go to bed. And then usually by then you're about, you know, like just over eight hours before you have to wake up and then you'll get your eight hours of sleep. Oh, no, that's, that's so good. Okay. Fair. So I have to go in like that. 45 minutes to an hour. So I'll see <laughs> yeah. you guys later. <laughs> just, like, just honestly, just end the meeting. Yeah, like yeah. I'm done. Like this is my boundary. I'm setting it. <laughs> have you ever had times when you're training someone where maybe like they're not getting the results that they want and they're like mm. frustrated with the program or like, how do you deal with that as as a coach and like supporting someone or like do you adapt to it or like how does that work or someone's getting frustrated I would say that almost everybody goes into personal training and coaching like I said with these aesthetic goals of course and then we kind of work away from that but it always ends up coming back at some point that they would like to look a certain way and that they're maybe not looking that way right now Mm -hmm. and they're frustrated they're upset And the thing that I like to help people understand is that if I look a certain way or your favorite fitness Instagrammer looks a certain way, it's because we've been working out for, I don't know, five plus years for me, eight, nine years, right? We didn't just do a 12 week program and absolutely change our entire body composition like that. That's just not how it works, unfortunately. Um, and I like to remind people, I, I honestly think my rule of thumb is the slower the progress, the more sustainable it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can put you on a juice cleanse or a thousand calorie diet and help mm-hmm. you lose 30 pounds in 12 weeks. But after that 12 weeks, you're going to gain 45 back. And so mm-hmm. you almost yeah. want a coach that, you know, sustainably helps you eat a little bit healthier, move a little bit more. And yeah, maybe you lose like, I don't know, 10 pounds in the 12 weeks other than like, Mm -hmm. or rather than the 30 that you wanted to, but Mm -hmm. at least your results are going to be permanent. They're going to be long-term and you're going to feel good while doing them instead of feeling Mm -hmm. horrible for those 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. No, that's Mm -hmm. super fair. And I think like also setting expectations for different body types, right? Like I'm sure you probably have to deal with that. That's a, it's a huge struggle it's one of the main reasons I think I stopped posting so much fitness stuff on mm-hmm. Instagram was because of that, because some, another actually girl that I follow talks about this a lot too. It's kind of unfortunate that as online personal trainers and coaches that our Instagrams are our resume. And in particular, yeah. um, how good we are at taking pictures in a sports bra and leggings is mm-hmm. our resume. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Cause you're like, yeah. I want to look like that. So I'm going to sign up for her program. Yeah. 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 And it's this um, expectation for people that, you know, like, yeah, apply for my program so you can be like me and look like me, but that's not the case. Cause I don't know anybody who could look exactly like me. That's just not how human bodies work. Okay. We're all so different. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge reason why I kind of yeah. stopped doing that. It's such an unrealistic expectation for people. Like you're never going to look mm-hmm. like me. I'm never going to look like you. I'm never going to look like my favorite fitness Instagrammer either. And I'm okay with that. We just have to learn to accept that. Yeah. Kind of going off like how fitness influencers look like that whole fitness influencer space is so heavily dominated by white women and men. So like as a woman of color, did you find it really difficult to break into that space or did you have a lot of doubt getting into fitness? Absolutely. I mean, still to this day, I feel sometimes out of place, not just even in the fitness realm of things, but in the lifestyle, in the wellness 
realm of things. Mm -hmm. It's predominantly for wellness, especially white Mm -hmm. females. And in particular, Mm -hmm. wellness is a very privileged thing. Yeah. So it's privileged white females. And not to say I'm not privileged because I absolutely am. Like I grew up in a, you know, like an upper Mm -hmm. middle class household. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm very privileged as well. But coming as a person of color into that space, I did find it really hard, but at the same time, it's kind of motivating for me. Cause I'll be like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, I'll be the first one. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's good. That's I got good. this. <laughs> How can we make like Instagram and fitness more, I guess, diverse or representative of what it actually is like? I would say for me or what uh, my theory mm-hmm. on the situation is, mm-hmm. is that the reason why there's not a lot of like very famous Instagram influencers, um, fitness influencers yeah. that are people of color in particular of Asian descent is because mm-hmm. of the um, sexualization of women on there. Yeah. So especially in fitness and yeah. another thing that kind of like turned me away from the fitness community was that all of your pictures have to be you in a sports bra on a pair of yeah. leggings, right? Like you can't be in a hoodie at the gym. That's absurd. Like yeah. you have yeah. to be in sports bra and you have to have like the cutest little gym shark outfit on with your mm-hmm. hair curl okay. and so for a lot of women they don't have a desire to be like sexy or sexualized they want to work out yeah. to be healthy and in particular mm-hmm. Asian women we are I mean even in my household which was a very like it had a lot of Canadian influence in it we were still yeah. talking- not be sexy or or to draw attention to ourselves so I think to in order to make it more inclusive we have to make it possible for people to be accepted and to be famous and to be idolized um Mm -hmm. without their bodies Mm -hmm. oh that's so hard hey Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like as a white woman like I wouldn't understand like the danger that goes along with showing my body on Instagram I wouldn't see it as like a dangerous situation necessarily but it definitely could be oh 100% yeah like and it could be taken by your family as like disrespectful yeah it's it's definitely something to think about I thought about it a lot when I first started Mm -hmm. I was like okay what if my grandparents see this like oh my goodness um but then think thankfully like I do like I said I'm very privileged um especially Mm -hmm. as like an Asian or or as a woman of like Mm -hmm. South Asian descent, my parents were very accepting. My grandparents are very accepting, but not everybody has that privilege. Mm -hmm. And I can totally like grasp that, that I'm not the normal. You changed from, I think it was fitness by Benit to life by Benit. So why did you kind of decide to do that change? So like, like I mentioned before, I just didn't feel at home in the fitness community. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't my thing. And I don't know, I thought I was sending the wrong message. That was probably my main mm-hmm. reason for mm-hmm. switching from like beneath beneath fitness to life by beneath is that I felt like I was sending the message that fitness is my entire life. And my entire right. life revolves around me going to the gym and getting my mm-hmm. workouts in. And that's just not true. Um, I think that fitness should be integrated into your life not vice versa. Your life doesn't revolve around fitness. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, how can I do this? That's, that makes me, I think a good influence to people that really tells Mm -hmm. them like you can wear cute outfits or you can care about your mental health. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, eat some like recipes that aren't protein focused (laughs) and you can go to the gym. Like you have, you have the ability to do everything. And so I changed Mm -hmm. to life by Benit just so I could share my entire life, like everything that goes into my life, because it's not just about fitness. Also, I wanted to ask you about some of the recipes on your website and Mm. on your Instagram. So do you are those all recipes that you've created yourself? They are. Yes. So were you always into cooking and baking? Or was that just like, like, like how do you I I get how you can create a cooking recipe? I don't get how you can create a baking recipe. That just seems too hard. Because cooking, you can just yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. Lucky for me, like my boyfriend is my little garburator. I'm like, okay, this turned out horrible. Eat this. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, like even before I made my Instagram, like a fitness Instagram, I would post like stories every now and then, like very mm-hmm. scandalous of my baking <laughs> because I did always really like, um, baking, especially when I came out to Vancouver and I wanted to find healthier snacks. I was living on my own for the first time yeah. and I was like, hey, like I need to, I want a granola bar, but I don't want 20 grams of sugar. I want a protein bar, mm-hmm. but I don't want 40 grams of sugar. Like yeah. what do I do? So to make my recipes, my trick basically is to take like, quote unquote, I guess like normal recipes. So like a chocolate yeah. chip recipe and then just change the ingredients to be like a little bit healthier. So mm-hmm. I'll substitute sugar for coconut sugar yeah. and then I'll substitute flour with a mix of coconut and almond flour because like the mix of them makes the consistency of a regular flour. Oh, so cool. it's like a science project. It's like another little mm. nerdy thing for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but definitely like at the start, I think of my fitness Instagram, I did post a few recipes on there that were not my own. And I made sure I credited the people because I don't like to like steal people's things. That's yeah. like, cool to me. Mm-hmm. So if they're not mine, you know about it, but if they're mine or if I just post them, then they're mine. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Here's the thing though. Like if you like, I'm not even going to lie. If you bake with like coconut flour, almond flour, coconut sugar, your stuff doesn't rise. Like it's too healthy. It doesn't do that. It's not like normal it baking. stays flat. Yeah. So it's kind of dense. Oh. Yeah, like it's like, it's like almonds are fats. They're nuts. Right. Yeah. Right. So you don't even have to like, it's almost easier to bake with them than it would be, I think, to make recipes with regular flour. Because you have like no expectations. You're like, it's not rising. <laughs> I'm like, it kind of falls apart, but like, at least it's good. It but you're like, good. It, it's like a crumbly cookie, okay. but you know what? It's healthy and it's fine. Mm, Absolutely. It. Yeah. I'm like, it's like my, I call them my air cookies. Cause I'm like, there's no sugar. There's no gluten. There's it's vegan. I'm like, okay. Then they're made of air. Like yeah. my air but I love that. But they're filling. So there you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it's just like an overall wrap up. Like, what would you say to somebody who's just wanting to start in the gym for the first time or start running for the first time, like getting into fitness? Like, what a quick advice would you give them? Oh, that's so tough. I would say that um, start now, don't wait. I would say don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Um, It doesn't matter if you can't run as fast as the person next to you. It doesn't matter if you're lifting half the weight of the girl next to you. It does not matter. Um, Just keep keep your head down. And then I would also say that if you can stick to one resource and stick to Mm -hmm. one thing for an extended period of time before you decide that it doesn't work for you. Because if you try something for a week, you're not going to see results for in a week, you're going to have to wait things out and kind of trial and error things. And that's okay. Just be patient. So what would be a good period of time you would tell someone to try a, like a workout regimen? I would say at least six weeks. Okay. Okay. At least six weeks. I mean, I mean, and of course, if you have the resources, hire a personal trainer. Like, that's hello, hire Vinny. Oh, Guys, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Resume in hand. Let's do this. So what is your boss chick anthem? Like song that just gets you hyped when you need some extra motivation? Okay, so I actually did think about this one. And I dabbled with a few, a few things. And then I like, looked through my gym playlist. And I was like, hey, what song do I listen to when I'm like, I'm getting ready to squat and yeah, I'm she's about like, to yes. When she's like, ovulating, yes. this is the song she listens to 100%. <laughs> like, seriously, ovulation day. <laughs> and now it's so it's so funny because I told my boyfriend the song before we started and he's like, yeah, but like people are going to get the wrong idea, I think, because like you're not like that. So Uh-oh. the song is Not Friendly by Flo oh. Millie. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Oh, but good. I am the most friendly person and I'm like, so, like happy-go-lucky and like into it, but when I get to the gym, there's like a room full of like buff dudes and I need to feel like a boss chick. Yeah. I'm like, on the song, let's do it. Amazing. I love that choice. That's yes. so good. <laughs> the second question is to plug a local business in, you could do Vancouver or Kamloops because you know both and you've lived in both that you mm-hmm. think deserves some love and support and that people should support. 
Um, so I'll do Kamloops because I feel like, I feel like most of your, are most of your listeners Kamloops people? I feel like they yeah. are, they should be yeah. support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously support the project, duh. Um, <laughs> obviously. Um, but then I would say one of my favorite places to go in Kamloops is Amplified, the cafe mm. inside of the oh, library. Yeah. So good. So the man who owns that is, I'm a coffee snob, like 100% so into coffee. Um, he knows so much about coffee, makes the best oat milk misto that you will have in Kamloops. You all need it. Go there, go support them. They're amazing. I really, and he's actually a really nice guy to talk to. He'll talk to you when you go in there about coffee, about the beans that he's using that day. It's very cool. Okay. Amazing. No, I love that. What a good shout out. Shout out to Amplified. (laughs) Speaking of shouting out, can you Mm -hmm. shout out your website, your Instagram, how people can reach out to you if they want to inquire with you, the best way to like plug yourself? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at life by Benit. Um, I'm most active on there. That's what I use 99.9% of the time. But if you like blogs, if you like to look at websites, you can check out my website, bodybyb.ca. I'm a .ca Canadian gal. Um, check me out there. I actually do post um, basically more in-depth knowledgeable things that Mm -hmm. I do on my Instagram, but I just go a little bit more in depth. Like they're more like Mm -hmm. essays on there. So Mm -hmm. if you're into blogs, um, and a subpar website, check that out. (laughs) I'm on there. I'm active. Um, but mostly check me out on Instagram, hit me up. You can message me if you have questions about fitness, questions about wellness, Mm -hmm. questions about being my client, or you can apply. There's a link in my bio on Instagram, or you can apply my website. Amazing. Yeah, no, that's great. People definitely go out and follow her and sign up for our program. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it guys. I actually, so for the first time since August, I have four spots open. Um, I'm pretty sure two of them are taken, but two are, that's awesome. That's awesome. Though. You're doing so well. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's busy. It is tough with a full-time job, of course. Um, mm-hmm. but it's what I like to do. So I make time for it. Oh, awesome. I think that's a good to. piece of advice too, making time for things that you like to do. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Benit. That was so inspirational and just like motivating and what I really love about her and what she shared with the listeners I feel like the biggest takeaway for me anyways is to set boundaries and goals Mm -hmm. for yourself but don't be too hard on yourself if you can't always reach those goals and don't hold yourself like we say in other episodes don't hold yourself accountable to other people's Instagram and other people's lives but even don't even worry about being perfect in what you post yourself in like what you do like if you have your morning routine and it doesn't work out six or even three days of the week like try and be more accountable but don't hold yourself to it yeah don't feel bad if you're not doing it every single day like four or five Mm -hmm. times is incredible like at least you're making steps I thought that was super great even just as we're like approaching spring and summer and everyone's getting kind of worried about if they're achieving their fitness goals I think Mm -hmm. she was really great to remind us that it's about how you feel it's not about how you look and she did a really good job of kind of smashing some ideas that are out there of how you should do your fitness she kind of set the record straight which I thought was really great mm-hmm. no totally I completely agree so guys go follow her on Instagram sign up for her personal yes. training personal wellness oh my like, gosh yes continue to learn more stuff and we're so excited to talk to her again before we end this week's episode I just wanted to do a quick little shout out to one of our like avid listeners I don't know if you saw this but we got a message I'm not going to name drop but we got a message from one of our avid listeners on the pod and I'm going to read the message she sent us she said hi ladies I wanted to message you that I had an interview for a job that I really wanted today and I listened to your interview episode and for those of you who don't know our interview episode is like episode two okay and it's called the bosses will see you now And she said that she listened to it in preparation and it made her feel more confident walking into the interview and she got the position. Yay! So, yay! Congratulations for getting the position and shout out to anyone who hasn't listened to the episode because apparently it's helpful. So, Sister Snaps, congratulations. That's awesome. We're so proud of you and thank you for reaching out and letting us know that we helped in any way with our severe stories, Cassandra's stories about her job interviews, you know. Anything I can do for others. It just gives some motivation to be better, honestly. But thank you for reaching out and continue to reach out, people, because we love to hear your stories and your feedback on the podcast. 
So congratulations to her. Congratulations to her. Thank you so much for reaching out. She reached out via DM, but you can also show your support and reach out by leaving a review. Ooh, leave that review. I just feel like every week there should be like one more review on Apple Pod. I know, and it, it's not adding up right now, so... Um, <laughs> the math is not there. The math is actually not correct. Yeah, I'm going to have to actually start doing some math in my morning routine, and I think it's going to be start using um, our reviews as a statistic spot, and it's just not... Hmm. The data is just not robust enough for me to do that, so if everyone could please do some data entry, that'd be excellent. Yeah, the data entry is too mild. <laughs> it's not robust enough for Cassandra's liking. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes the same with downloads, you know? It doesn't have to just be reviews. Downloads is a great data point. I just feel like, tell a friend, share a story, just be like, subscribe to this pod. Like, go to someone on the street. Like, I'm just going to start going up to people on the street. Absolutely. Once I start my job at the golf course, I'm going to go, you know... Yes, you will not serve them unless they show that they're subscribed. Like, it's like, I don't need your ID. Mm -hmm. I need you to show me that you subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. I can, and an ID. And an ID. But well, yeah, yeah but two, three pieces. Three pieces. Three of pieces proof. of ID. Two mm-hmm. government issued ID and one Boston <laughs> Project subscription. All the good drinks to you go. There you good go. To go. That's See? actually probably what I'm going to start doing. All right. I think that's it for this week. Thank Thanks you guys so. for being patient with us and welcoming our kind of like slow down and doing two episodes a month just so we can give you some more good content and that we can also breathe (laughs) breathe and actually get some other stuff done and be more accountable with our morning routines and get them done more often 100 (laughs) percent. Saturday needs to do her skincare and I need to know if Shauna and Callum are going to end up together on Love Island exactly so all right I think that's it for this week the bosses are out the office is now closed and we'll see you next week (laughs) 